0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of O.J.O. Hi Suzanne, how
1: are you? Good, I like how every time you introduce us you keep shortening us down to no longer orange juice optional. I think last week it was O.J. optional and now we're down to (laughs) O.J.O. I like it.
0: Yeah, I like the
1: way it rolls off the tongue I guess. I don't know why
0: I'm shortening it. I actually recorded that. I'm like, I say the same thing every week. They probably think it's a robot doing it.
1: Oh, well, okay. Well, way to shake things up a little bit.
0: I know. I know just the way to do it, but I just have to coordinate it to do it. <laughs> oh, so how, so are how are you doing? doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. Just trying to, and I know this is gonna sound so hard to believe, but stay warm here in Arizona. Right. Because the temperatures have been lower than I remember them being, and the winds have been horrendous.
1: Yeah, Yeah, same here. I mean, it's just, it's been, well, beautiful. Was it last weekend? It was in the 80s. Yeah, it was gorgeous. And then it just has gotten cooler and cooler. And it's like, what is going on? I know. I know. And
0: Rob, he always likes to liven things up. So yesterday, the pool water was 65 degrees. And the air outside was around that. But there was a wind, which probably dropped the temperature to the 40s, which, mm. come on, it's all about perspective. I know in other parts of the country, right? that's warm right <laughs> but he decides that he wants to go swimming with the dogs and goes inside puts on like a full body suit of sweat clothes they probably weighed more than he did and then <laughs> jumped in the pool to swim with the dogs and i'm like what are you doing you're absolutely nuts but it was so funny and a break of laughter that we needed
1: i guess well that's fun yeah i haven't gone yeah. in my pool Have you gone near your hot tub? No, Jeff does, but I don't. And yeah, and here I had good intentions when it was in the 80s. It's like, okay, I'm going to spend an hour sitting in my lounge chair every day, soaking up the sun, you know, getting that good base of a tan and nope, I lasted three days and then the temperature dropped and I'm like, okay, well, I guess I won't be getting a tan yet. It's too early anyway. So not well, happening. It's never
0: too early. Well, but it gives you a couple more months before you have to put a swimsuit on.
1: <laughs> oh yeah. Well, I've decided I may never put on a swimsuit again as long as I live because my book club is coming to visit next week and I thought, oh, I really should you know, take inventory, see what I have for suits, see, you know, what is acceptable to wear in public in front of my book club and I decided nope none of it's acceptable I'm done with bathing suits not ever going to happen again
0: but you're going to get hot and you're going to want to have a bathing suit just in case everyone wants to get in the hot tub or for vacations I know I I know I hate
1: that job I know I need an old lady solution to bathing suits not like you see when you go online and you put in swimsuits for people over 60, you know, then you get up, you get all of the goofy yuck stuff, you know, with the ruching, which I think just makes you look bigger than you are, you know, with the little skirts with the, you know, it's like, no, none of that works for this body. I need something different. I need Spanx in a swimsuit. It's what I need. And I know swing, they have those. The Spanx bodysuit. Yeah, that's all I need. Spanx bodysuit in swimsuit material.
0: When you were talking about the bathing suits with the little skirts and the little what did no you offense. call it? Roofing, roughing?
1: Yeah, ruching. You know, where they where it's all ruching. yeah, where it's all bunched up and it's supposed to get move your eyes away from the fat and the cellulite and it's supposed to make you look thinner. No, I think it just makes it look more complicated. Oh, because my
0: favorite <laughs> swimsuit that I own right now has both those things that knew, you hate.
1: I knew you were going <laughs> to say that, and on you it probably looks adorable because you have the body for it. I, on the other hand, have a true fat body <laughs> that swimsuits you do not. Do look not. Swimsuits do not look good in, <laughs> and this sixty-year-old cellulite that's accumulated. I told my sister once this. I was probably thirty. And had given birth, you know, three times. And I said to my sister, you know, I never want to be one of those women who, even if they're not fat, they look fat in a bathing suit because of the cellulite. And so she and I had made a pact that, okay, we would exercise, we would keep our skin toned. And you know what? You hit 60, and I realized I'm not 60 yet, but it doesn't matter. Gravity takes over, your skin puckers, your skin sags. It happens regardless of how many years you religiously tried to tone your skin and keep it firm and strong. It doesn't happen, it turns to cellulite and fat. Just saying it happens
0: a very glum picture
1: moving forward can you tell i was trying on bathing suits all weekend it's like yeah it's like it's not a pretty truth it's ugly and so therefore i am back to i don't need to wear a bathing suit ever again in my entire life i just don't need to i don't like to swim okay i can sit in a hot tub but i don't need it
0: well you can always just go in naked with your husband
1: i know (laughs)
0: I don't even know why that popped in my mind. But if you don't want to be with other people, at least there's always a privacy of your own home if you
1: want a hot tub, however you want a hot tub. I'm thinking the wetsuit idea that you just said Rob used. I'm, you know, that was like a a light bulb went on. It's like, I could do that, although I can't get a suntan in it. I could put on a wetsuit. I would probably feel a lot more comfortable in a wetsuit than I would in a bathing suit. And
0: they have half body wetsuits where it only goes down to like mid thigh instead right. of all the way down to your ankles. And but then I, like, I like,
1: you know, my legs, my thighs and my legs are my least favorite feature of my body just because it's where I carry my weight. It's where the cellulite lies. I've always had really thick calves there. I call them Fritz calves because we have thick calves. And I'm just saying, I need to cover it all the way down to my ankles. So my leg, but of course, if I'm wearing that, then I don't need tan legs. I can just wear the bodysuit.
0: You definitely don't. But if we're on vacation, Tub, and you approach us in a (laughs) wetsuit, you might be laughed at. And I don't want that for you, especially if nobody knows it's
1: coming. Okay, but I wore a wetsuit on a jet ski. What's any different than wearing it? in a swimming pool. It's not like I'm going to get in the pool anyway. I don't know. It's just another 60-year-old crisis that I'm having.
0: Okay. Well, that's fair enough. But the difference between on a jet ski, everybody else is wearing wetsuits also. I know, but why?
1: But why? What's
0: different? (laughs) Because the water's cold. (laughs) And then as you're moving, the wind on you is cold. And so it just helps protect you from the element of wind and water. Okay. Well,
1: or maybe, I just, or maybe I just don't ever go in and in water again. I just keep clothes on and forget about that part of my life.
0: Okay, well that works too. <laughs> I mean, I have told you that I have not been to the doctor in three years. I think a year ago we had an episode about going to the doctor and I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate going. And I promised I would go last year, but I haven't. So I have to go this year. But I got brave. And oh. since you're throwing out all your insecurities, I'm going to throw out this about myself. And I finally got on a scale. I haven't been on one for three years. Wow. And this girl, during COVID and not wanting to see the truth, now knows the truth. And I gained 20 pounds.
1: Yeah. Well, you maybe gained 20 pounds, but we had this brief text conversation because it's like and i truly mean this you may see the 20 pounds but no one else can see the 20 pounds i think anyone can carry 20 extra pounds without anyone really noticing because i just wrong i wouldn't (laughs) i wouldn't have guessed that you had gained 20 pounds and who cares i mean it's like you look fantastic you're in great shape who cares if you have an extra 20 pounds besides you?
0: Yes. And I care so much because I've never seen the number on the scale that <sighs> high, except when I was pregnant. Right. And so it's now 15 pounds. So I've lost five of it and I'm trending that direction. Well, but I will okay. tell you this, I'm going to give myself a break when we're in March Madness. Oh, I'm going to just Thank enjoy God. the- the days, yeah, the days that were there and not worry about it because I'll just worry about it when I get back home. And if it takes a little longer to
1: lose, it just takes a little longer to lose. I agree. And as long as you look fantastic, it just doesn't matter. And I'm just putting this out there. I don't want to bring our conversation down, not that the bathing suit talk and the added weight talk isn't <laughs> kind of a depressing conversation. But you know... I was watching the Today Show and the Ukrainian, my you know, immigrant refugees and the little children crying because they've been walking for so long. And they interviewed this one little girl, not much older than my grandson, who was crying because she lost her doll and she couldn't find her doll and she was just sobbing. And she turns around and in off camera, her mom had found the doll. And she looked at the cameraman and started smiling. She goes, there it is. Never mind. And she ran and got her doll. I mean, I was just sobbing. And it's like, and I mean, we're worried about cellulite and 20 pounds. Shame on us. I agree. Sorry. There is just... so
0: much going on out in the world around us. I mean, real problems and I know. Yeah, my heart breaks for that whole situation.
1: It's just well, I know. Unbelievable. And I don't know. I mean, I think that this has affected me because of all the media attention where maybe in the past well, obviously World War II, World War One, we weren't around. So we just know the history of it. We didn't experience it firsthand or secondhand through the media. And so, yeah, I just look at, you know, and then there was another little boy who was all bundled up because you forget that it's cold in Ukraine. And they'd been walking and he was crying. He was just tired. And he looked like he was my grandson's age. And I just thought, This breaks my heart. The reality of what it means to be a refugee breaks my heart. And this is very unlike me. These emotions are very unlike me. But anyway, I'm off on that tangent. We'll we'll move on to happier things. Well, now that I'm feeling totally shallow. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) But I was thinking that all morning. I was thinking, yeah, it's like it's like again, I go back to the baseball lockout. It's like, grow up. You know, we're talking about dollars and cents, not about being refugees in another country. I mean, it's like, yeah, I just am in that mode because I do. I feel like, yeah, we have some tough problems in our world.
0: Okay. Well, while (laughs) you're on this flow, is there anything else you want to get out? But not no, get too political about? No, or? no,
1: I'm not getting political at all. I'm just saying my heart was breaking for those refugees. And, and it gives refugees a whole new meaning to me when I see what... And I think about being a mother in that situation. I try to imagine myself with three little kids trying and leaving my husband behind, trying to get out of a country, not knowing what I'm doing. I mean, I'd be... I'd be sitting there sobbing like a baby.
0: I agree, I, I can't even put myself in those shoes and what they must be feeling, just trying to keep it all together and having to be the strong person even when maybe that's not your natural character. You'd i know. have to be that.
1: I know, I'm sorry I'm bringing our conversation down to such a low point. So we need to bring it back uh. up. I will tell you about our our mutual friends who came to stay with us this weekend. We were celebrating JC's birthday, and his wife planned a big birthday surprise for him. We went and picked up two puppies as his birthday present, and it was just quite quite fun.
0: Well, let's do very quickly a shout out to JC because his actual birthday is next coming up in just a couple days no at the end of this week oh you're right
1: yep and he and christy's birthday is coming up in a couple of weeks
0: as is jeff's so we can send a,
1: a big birthday month and the gang is six three of six i know all in one month but jc called me a traitor because i was in on the surprise and i actually encouraged christy to get two puppies not one and I actually was the accomplice, and I drove her to the place to get the puppies, and and he called me a traitor. And then when I was smiling and laughing at the puppies that were going home with them, he said, shame on me. And I said, hey, this is what grandmothering does to a person. I am now officially a grandmother. I can be a grandmother to your dogs, just like I'm a grandmother to my grandson. I can enjoy it. I can love it. And I don't have any of the responsibility.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gets to go home with you yeah. and the feedings and the poopings and yeah. the Oh,
1: but these yeah. two yeah, these two puppies, oh my goodness, just yeah, steal my heart. Beautiful dogs. And well behaved. I mean, they really didn't give us any issues in the twenty four hours they visited well, us. That,
0: that's cool. And I heard they named them Rob and Michelle, Rob with one B and Michelle with one L. And I thought that was really not- <laughs> <laughs> to them since we couldn't be there that they would name their dogs
1: <laughs> I think they were I'm it, kidding I know I think that was Rob's suggestion that's what they named the dogs but I think they ended up with Jackson Jill very cute names know, and very, very appropriate
0: cute. Yep. yeah yes so, so speaking well, of how are I'm your
1: still... how are your puppies doing how are your your puppies are older now they're not really too puppyish but
0: right well before i answer that question because i keep trying to say happy birthday jc and <laughs> we keep getting off tangent so i couldn't get the words out but happy birthday jc i'll be checking in with you on that day my puppies are doing really good and speaking of birthdays the younger one bex she turns one tomorrow oh wow. and so yeah and i'm getting a little sentimental about it and <laughs> little baby's gonna be one or oh. seven in dog years so but they're they're doing really good. They're very, very comfortable in our house, which brings me to the thoughts of good cop, bad cop, because my husband is having no issue making me the bad cop with these dogs and then Mm -hmm. getting upset with me like, well, you shouldn't have done that. I'm like, you're the one that doesn't want her on the couch. So the older one, the Mm two-year-old has decided that, she wants to be on the couch all the time and the couch is a white couch they're black labs
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> not a it good just isn't com- yeah. a good combination no not at and all and so
0: we made the decision that they have nice little beds near us it's, it's very comfortable and cozy for them but now she wants to be up on the couch and so when I see it I tell her to get down and I'm nice about it I I pet her and I'm like get down but When Rob sees, hey, look at over at the couch. And then he makes me tell her to get down.
1: Oh. I don't don't like that.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Why do I always have to be the bad one? He's like, well, she's so sweet. I'm like, I know she's sweet. But why do I always have to be the one that's like, get down?
1: No kidding. And raising my voice. Yeah. Not fair. No, not fair. I think that you should be united in this task.
0: We definitely should. And if he's not going to help and pull his weight, they might as well just stay on the couch.
1: Right. Because you're never going to win that battle. I'm just right, saying. Because
0: I can't be here 24-7 t- right. to see where she's sitting. Like right. right now, I'm in the other room recording and he's out there with the dogs. I bet your butt when I go back out there, she's going to be on the couch again.
1: Right. And yeah, that in my mind's a losing battle. You're never going to win that one by yourself. No.
0: No, so when your kids were growing up, mm-hmm. did you and Jeff have the good cop bad cop role going on, or was it pretty consistent that you were the bad
1: cop? <laughs> I was definitely the bad cop. Yeah, I am. Jeff Jeff is such a kind-hearted soul, and I am more of a disciplinarian. Although I'm with my kids, there were times I, I looking back, you know, when you when you've raised your kids and you have three, you know independent adult children you look back and you see all the things you wish you had done differently <laughs> and i mean i knew my mom used to always say that to me oh, i wish i had done this differently yeah there are so many things that i wish i had done differently but i was the bad cop what about yeah, you because
0: hind- hindsight is twenty twenty. i would say that i was I don't know if there was so much good cop, bad cop, because the way I was disciplined growing up was I didn't really get spankings. Maybe when I was younger and before, maybe, I don't even remember that, but Mm -hmm. my parents would always sit me down and talk to me. And to me, to know I disappointed... was enough to crush me it was worse than getting a spanking i think and so that's how i always approached it with my kids and so for rob he's like oh sit down and talk to the kids but that's how i was raised that's all i know and i remember one time i did colton did something i did give him a little swat on the butt and i felt so bad afterwards and i mean it was a tap Mm -hmm. he had probably a snowsuit on or something, They didn't even feel it, but I I felt so bad. And it's just how I discipline. But I was the one that always had to go talk to them, even though he didn't think, Rob didn't think talking was enough.
1: Yeah, well, and I think that Jeff always had the philosophy that he wasn't gonna get involved until it was something that he absolutely had to get involved with because it would be more effective. If the kids never saw him angry and then if he got involved and he was angry, it was that would be the biggest punishment of all. That if he actually had to get involved, then it was a bad thing that we had to deal with. I can see that. That
0: shocker surprise and I kind of always felt like that with my dad too the older I got because my mom and I think I've shared this before she was always my cheerleader and always in my back and Mm -hmm. always would side with me no matter what but then when my dad would come in he'd actually have something to say that could necessarily not be my cheerleader just like look at the big picture (laughs) and right yeah so I really when he talked I really responded to it but I will tell you last night, Mm -hmm. Rob had a a friend visiting. And so we were making dinner my dad was going to come over to dinner. And I don't know, Rob jumps in the pool, distracts everybody with the dogs. So dinner's getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back. Mm -hmm. And remind you, I'm trying to be mindful. And so I've kind of, you know, set my meals at certain times and I'm ready to eat at 5.30. Right. So my dad gets there. And dinner is still another hour and a half off. And I'm a little snappy. And my dad walks over because he's like not wanting to make a scene in front of the guys. And he kind of leans in and he says, you're being really grumpy. And I I looked at him and I said, I'm hangry, dad. I'm hangry. I'm getting mad because I'm hungry. (laughs) And so (laughs) it was just so funny because, you know, same thing. He was just trying to let me know that I was coming across as grumpy, but. Yeah, I was hangry then and I didn't care.
1: Well, interesting. <laughs> That's funny. Do you get hangry? Have you experienced that? Oh, hell that? yes. I, yeah, I get hangry all the time. I mean, if I don't eat the minute I'm hungry, I um, I snap. Yeah, it's like, get this woman some food. Even if it's like grapes or something, give me something. I know. Well, and I'm a planner. I'm one of those people that it's like, okay, if we have dinner at six, we're not going to eat until 6.30 or seven, you know, assuming we go out to dinner, you know, we're not going to eat until 6.30 or seven, you know, I better eat at like 1.30 or two. To make sure I'm not too hungry because I have to pace myself. And if I miss lunch, which a lot of times during the day I I don't do lunch just because, you know, the day's busy, but if I know that dinner's going to get pushed back, I have to make myself eat something mid afternoon so I don't get too hungry. Otherwise, I get really crabby. And a crabby Suzanne or a crabby <laughs> Michelle, not a pretty sight it's not everyone's crabby when I'm crabby.
0: Yeah. Well, speaking of getting busy, you were, we were just talking actually before we started recording about trying to schedule an appointment or something for, I think you said your husband uh-huh. and looking till the end of May and finding one day that works. Suzanne, that is a crazy schedule. <laughs> How are is. you coping with that after
1: a year of co or these past two years of COVID-related. I'm just saying, I'm a, li- I'm a little rusty. I Although I've been thoroughly enjoying it and I keep thinking, okay, I hope that I don't get disappointed because I'm looking forward to my book club coming. I was looking forward to JC and Christy gonna be here last week. You and Rob are gonna pop in. Yeah, we have a lot of things coming up that I'm really looking forward to. And I don't want my bubble to be burst because I do really have fun getting ready, like finding all the fun little gifts that I'm going to have in the bedrooms and making sure that, you know, the bathroom is well stocked and, you know, just all the little touches that I forgot that I used to do all the time. And so, yeah, it's kind of fun getting back into that routine but yeah little culture shock it's like whoa it's been a long time since i've done this stuff
0: well not to burst your bubble too much
1: uh-oh but
0: yeah it may just be me tomorrow that oh, gets to well bummer so but you'll get to see him the following week at March Madness because that's
1: coming up really quickly it is it is yeah and i'm really looking forward to that too and i do i just keep thinking okay it's like I had such a packed schedule back when COVID hit. I keep feeling like, okay, this can't go off without a hitch. Something's going to come in and just smack us in the face like COVID. And and but I realize COVID was a freak thing. But
0: and I'm trending a little bit the other way because my schedule, as yours before COVID, was so incredibly packed I couldn't breathe. But I was used to that. And then Mm -hmm. I had to slow down. And now as it's starting to speed up, I'm putting brakes on it a little bit going, it's too much, it's too much. Especially because during COVID we're like, oh yeah, we could take on two dogs. It won't change (laughs) our life much. We're home all the time anyway. But you know, there's more to consider too. And it's not just our schedules. Right,
1: right. Well, and in all honesty, I can't complain either because it's like, I'll hit the end of May And we have nothing on our calendar all summer, nothing. And it's like, so we have two busy months, big deal. We should be.
0: Well, you're forgetting about the Bieber concert. Well, I do have that on your schedule. One day,
1: one day. Yeah. We have things here and there that it's just the next two months. Literally, Jeff and I struggled to find a free day or two. I mean, because we just have things back to back. But that's okay. I hope we can keep the podcast going. Well, we'll have to keep it going. But yeah, it's a busy couple months, I'm just saying.
0: And we have been so organized. We have actually been recording our episodes a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. So we have them in the queue to be released that it has been several weeks since I've had an actual conversation with you. And today is that conversation.
1: I know, I know. It it is. It just, just seems weird. It does, and I think again that goes back to our busy schedules. It's just that time of year, and but it's fun,
0: right? So, do you have any trips that are gonna require flying or traveling? And if so, have you started thinking about how
1: to pack your things? Yes, I always think about it. Okay, I gave you a heads up that I, yesterday on. The today show i was listening to hoda and jenna talk and they had a five-minute conversation about packing habits and i was enthralled with this conversation because it's always nice to know what other people do because i always have good intentions i always think i'm totally organized and i'm gonna do it all and efficiently pack and then it gets down to it and it's like oh crap well what if i don't what if i wake up and i don't feel like wearing that i need a backup outfit what if i spill something on this outfit i need a backup outfit and so then i always overpack my suitcase and i have become that person when i travel especially flying i want to carry on i do not want to check a bag i hate checking bags i hate waiting for bags it delays everything So, yeah, I condense everything into a carry-on bag, but I usually way overpack. So what about you? Do you overpack? Are you totally organized with your packing? How do you do it? What do you think? I think you're totally organized. You have it way planned out ahead of time, and you have every outfit for every occasion, every occasion, I guess is the right word
0: i try to and i mess up sometimes and i get it all wrong sometimes but i will go through my week let's say this trip to vegas is coming up and Mm -hmm. wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday okay i need an outfit for every day not that i'm gonna wear them on that particular day but let's get five outfits and then like we're gonna have dinner so maybe throw in a dress or two or something Mm -hmm. so i do try to be organized when i pack
1: Mm-hmm. But do you ever have those moments when when you're actually doing the packing where you're, where you're putting something in the suitcase and you're like, yeah, but what if I don't want to, f- what if I don't feel like wearing this when I'm there? What if it's too hot? What if it's too cold? Do I need to bring a jacket? And then it just keeps accumulating in your bag.
0: I'm going to say no to that just because I recently went to Denver uh, to help Colton mm-hmm. and I packed outfits for the days I was there. And I just was like, this is what it is, I'll make it work. But then when I got there, I realized I completely
1: packed wrong. And at that point, it's too late. Exactly, exactly my point. It's like once you get there, and I've made the mistake of saying, well, if I I don't like it, I'll just run out and buy something. Well, that never works either because when you try to run out to buy something, you either can't find it or you don't have time to run out and buy something. And so then you're stuck with what you have. And I'm a very moody person. Some days I'll put something on that I love and I'll look at it and it's like, I hate this. What made me think I like this? I hate this. And so, yeah, it's a tough one for me. And I'm really
0: hoping that strategy of, I'll just run out and buy it, works in Vegas because March Madness, I love to go shopping and find like fun things to wear. So I'm optimistic that I will be successful in that, but I will have my whole bag packed just in case I'm not.
1: Well, and I think you will be successful. This particular weekend is usually a pretty good shopping weekend for us because I think it's the timing is right for spring clothing and the weather here is cooperating. So it's pretty easy to connect the dots and find the right things. I think historically, I think we have pretty good luck. I'm as hoping as, so, long but as it's not I a do. Damn bathing suit that I'm shopping for. <laughs> exactly, but maybe
0: you'll find the perfect one because they'll uh, maybe they'll bring in their whole spring line to many different stores, and you'll find that one that works no, for you.
1: No, I I don't know. I just I'll, again. I won't go back to that. Okay, my next question about packing is, so then you get to your hotel. Do you leave clothes in your bag? Do you unpack everything and put them in the closet and in the drawers? What do you do? Again, what do you think I do, Suzanne? (laughs) I think you unpack completely and you hang everything up and you use the drawers and you put all of your clothes in your drawers. I think you do that right away when you get, and then you close your suitcase and put it away until we leave.
0: Okay. You almost got it all right. Because the moment I get there, I do unpack my stuff and I unpack Rob's stuff also. However, I will open up my suitcase to put the dirty clothes back
1: in it. Oh, good move. Good move.
0: Yes. Because
1: I don't like them laying around the room. Yeah. Okay. I am slob when we travel. I am the worst. I do not unpack everything for my suitcase. I unpack things like nice sweaters and dresses and things that I know I'm going to have to iron before I go out. <laughs> and so I hang them to get the wrinkles out as much as I can. But I will leave anything that I would normally put in a drawer, I will leave in my suitcase. So socks, underwear, camisoles, tank tops, Anything like that stays in my suitcase. and But then what I find happening is I'm going through my stuff and I can't find anything. And it's like, I know I brought that. Why can't I find it? Because it's all crumpled up in my suitcase, not in a nice, neat drawer. The only exception to that for me is when we're somewhere for two weeks, which would be a cruise mainly because we rarely are anywhere for two weeks unless we're on a cruise, where one of the reasons I love a cruise is because I can unpack my entire suitcase and have a home for everything for two weeks. And then I can close my suitcase and push it under the bed and not look at it again until I have to pack up. And it works so much so, better.
0: So don't you think that's almost more work than it's worth the way you do it. Because if you're going through your suitcase and pulling out the sweaters and the things that have to be hung up, you're going through all that other stuff anyway that you could just take out and put in a drawer and then... True. Because you're rummaging anyway to get the stuff out. True. But
1: I think why I have this issue is because I'm because it breaks my routine if I start putting things in drawers. And then I'm afraid when I leave, I'm gonna leave things in drawers. And I don't know why, that's a very unfounded reason to not put use the drawers in the hotel room. And I don't know, I like having my things in my suitcase because it's my space, it's not a common area space. I mean, really, I doubt very much If when housekeeping comes in When they flip rooms They actually like wipe down the drawers In a dresser
0: And you don't know what's
1: been in that drawer I like things in my suitcase And I've been known Okay, the beauty of driving anywhere Instead of flying Is that you can take your own hangers (laughs) And that is my favorite thing to do When we drive somewhere Is bring my own hangers Bring my own hangers And bring my own coffee pot I mean that to me is pure luxury to be able to do.
0: And note to self as I pack for Vegas, throw in the Clorox wipes because <laughs> I usually don't think about it and I just put my clothes right in there, but I probably should.
1: I know or that's gross. at least yeah, or at least put down something on the bottom of the drawer before you put your clothes on, which like a shelf liner, but that's a little ridiculous that you would actually put down a shelf liner. So yeah, I would wipe down the drawers at least, but that's why i keep things in my suitcase because it's my space not a common Well, that makes sense yeah
0: and i never have to worry about leaving anything behind in the drawers because i have this thing called ocd (laughs) and i have to look in every single drawer about four times before i leave just to make sure i'm not leaving anything behind right
1: but if i never open the drawer to put clothes in then i never have to look in the drawer Nope, you don't even have to worry about it. Yep. You get to and cut that all out. Right, right. So that's the story of my packing when I go somewhere. So then when you leave, do you just throw everything back in your suitcase or do you fold it all up and put it in as organized as you packed it originally?
0: Should I say, what do you think, Suzanne? <laughs> yeah.
1: or- I know you I know you fold everything back up and you you organize your suitcase and you pack it up very neatly. Correct.
0: Yes, it's packed differently than when I arrived, though, because I put all the dirty clothes together in one section and then all the things I didn't use or didn't wear in another yeah. section of my suitcase. Right.
1: Well, and I tend to do that. And what I like to do, especially if I'm not flying, if I'm driving, is I have my just in case bag, which I think I introduced you to that bag originally, that it folded. You did. Yeah. And then. Yeah. I introduced it to my mom who introduced
0: it to that as a great bag.
1: Yeah. And that's where all my dirty clothes go. So that bag comes out of my suitcase. And then when it's dirty, it goes into the just in case bag that if we're driving, I just throw that in my car and it's a separate bag. And then I'm not contaminating unworn clothes with worn clothes. But and if we're on a long trip, I don't mind checking my just in case bag if I have to. If it's a short trip and I'm just doing carry-on, it messes everything up. So that's when I have one side of the suitcases for dirty, one side's for clean.
0: I like your system. I like the way you think, and you've given me some things to think about. I will just add really quick that, because I think it's funny, the other day Rob went into Vegas for two nights, I wasn't able to go because we had an issue with one of the dogs and we couldn't send it to the dog sitter. Mm -hmm. But he went into Vegas for two nights and I walk into our bedroom and I see this pile of clothes on the bed. And he's like, can you help me pack? Can you help me put it in the suitcase? I'm like, what do you want me to put into the suitcase? He's like, well, everything on the bed. (laughs) And I, I swear there were five pairs of underwear, two pairs of shorts, you know, three socks, <laughs> five shirts, five undershirts. I'm like, you're going for literally two nights and you don't necessarily change your clothes anyway because you get in your routine and, you know. right. So. He does not have a great packing strategy. I think he's more like you and he just thinks I might need it. So he feels it mm-hmm. until maximum weight, which on an airplane is 50 pounds, Right.
1: Okay, and I don't necessarily do it that way. Let's be clear. I usually have a plan. I just abort my plan when it comes time to pack because I'm panicking. Like, ah, I don't think I'm going to like this when I'm there. What if I don't like it? What if I want to change my mind? I need, so I will have my base and then I will add to it. And I think I've mentioned this before. Like, I have a Hawaii suitcase packed and ready to go at any given time. Since the beginning of COVID, I've had to cancel like five Hawaii trips total that were on the calendar. And yeah, because of COVID, they've all been canceled. But I do have a Hawaii bag packed and ready to go. And the reason I do that is because Hawaii clothes, I usually don't wear in Arizona. I don't wear them anywhere but in Hawaii. And so, yep, I could grab that bag and go. How do, however, I could not do that without opening it and checking it. And that's when I get in trouble because then I'm like, ooh, I better take this with me. Ooh, what if I need this? Ooh, I better throw that in. That's when I get in trouble. But I don't have a random pile on my bed that says this all has to fit in there. I mean, there is something to the madness of packing.
0: Well, that's good. (laughs) Rob has no method to his madness when it comes to that. And I will right. take a picture of his suitcase before we leave for Vegas.
1: Yeah, please them. do. Okay, so I have one last step of packing, which is the unpacking. So when you get home, do you unpack immediately? Does Do things sit in your suitcase for a couple of days? How do you handle the unpacking? Does everything go to the cleaners? or do you hang clean clothes that you didn't wear back up in your closet?
0: Well, I unpack immediately, which is probably not a shock. Yeah, no, not <laughs> a shock. To anybody at all. listening to this or to you who knows me, if clothes have not been worn, I will put them back on a hanger and put them in my closet and then I will wash everything else.
1: Interesting. How about you? Okay, well my suitcase can come into my bedroom and stay closed for a week before I feel like opening it. And then when I open it, everything comes out of the bag and goes to the dry cleaners except for things that I wouldn't send to the dry cleaners. And it doesn't matter if it's been worn or not. It's wrinkled, so it goes into the it goes to the dry cleaners. So you think I would be able to do that as soon as I get home because it's all going to go to the cleaners anyway. But no, my suitcase can sit in my bedroom for a week before I decide to open it and do that. And nothing gets rehung in my closet until it's gone to the dry cleaner.
0: I wouldn't have
1: guessed that.
0: So that's a surprise to me. And I guess what I'm more wash and wear still.
1: Yeah. What about that surprises <laughs> you that it goes to the dry cleaners or that it sits in my suitcase for a week before I open it?
0: Well, I guess if I really break it down, well, I guess the dry cleaning part surprises me the most because, yeah, I'm more wash and wear, so mm-hmm. I just do it myself. But the fact that you don't even put clean clothes away, that you get them washed or pressed or whatever has to happen, that does surprise me. But it shouldn't.
1: It just does. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I guess it's just our routine, our habit. Is that? Yeah. It's it what just, we're comfortable with. Yep, it and just, it's what works. Yep. It just goes. And then, because then I don't have to take the time to steam it or press it before I wear it. I just send it to the cleaners and it comes back fresh and pressed and I can wear it whenever I feel like it. And your closet is very
0: organized too. So that shouldn't surprise me in the fact that, you know, you have your summer stuff there, Mm -hmm. you 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 know, season them out. Winter stuff goes somewhere else. So it shouldn't surprise me because your closet also sparks
1: joy in your heart and wrinkles would not spark joy for you. No, it wouldn't. And okay, so here's a little thing that actually I have gotten used to and it's part of my routine of my closet. Because when the dry cleaning comes back now, Jeff is usually the one that hangs all of the dry cleaning in the closet. And he will separate out his dry cleaning and my dry cleaning. And then he takes all of my dry cleaning and he hangs it at one end of the closet. Which makes me, if I were going to do it, it would not go into my closet like that. You know, it would go into my closet in category and color, you know, right away. And so I do tend to get a little nervous when he hangs anxious when he hangs all of the clothes in the same spot because I have to go through every piece and rehang it where it belongs in the closet. And that is just an anxious thing that I have to deal with. But... It has become part of my routine. And now I can honestly say, I know this is just so weird, but I can go to my closet, see that my dry cleaning's there, and I don't have that anxiousness anymore because it's just part of the routine. Now I just put it into the section it belongs, and I'm good. Okay, so I have to ask, Uh do you switch it from dry cleaning hangers
0: to your own hangers as you put it in
1: place? No, I used to, but I just don't anymore. However, when I take it off the dry cleaning hanger to wear it, I either put it in the, return these hangers to the dry cleaner. I will never rehang something on a dry cleaner hanger. It goes on one of my hangers. And then I either throw the, ha- the dry cleaning hanger away or the cleaner we currently use, we can take them back in and recycle them.
0: When I was in Anchorage and anytime I would get something from the dry cleaner, I have to take it off their hanger and put it on my own. And then I would put the hanger with Rob's, the dry cleaning hanger with Rob's. (laughs) So he'd end up with all these these hangers and it was ridiculous, but.
1: Yeah, well, you know, and I was that person for probably the first 20 years of my life. But that being said, which I realize I haven't said it yet, but we take everything to the dry cleaners now, except for socks and underwear. We pretty, everything else goes to the dry cleaner. But back in the day, for the first 20 years, I had matching hangers in my closet and I couldn't stand to have a hanger that didn't match all of the other hangers. But when I was doing my own laundry, it was easy to do that because when I'd hang it, all of the hangers were the same. But yeah, that changed when the more we used the dry cleaners, the more that went away. Right. Well, you must
0: be your dry cleaners' favorite customers if you take everything in. They oh do, my gosh,
1: they do greet me with a smile, and they do know me by my first name, and they do well, that cut, always feels good. Yeah, and they do cut me a lot of slack when I don't know. I really never have any issues with my dry cleaner unless they lose something. But yeah, they do. Love how
0: would you me. even know if you take <laughs> everything in? How would you even know if something is missing?
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to lie, I don't take it in anymore. We have it picked up because oh, our, yeah that's we, the way to do it yeah. I agree so everything goes in the bag and I put it out on my front porch and they pick it up and they take it away and then they bring it back they pick it up on Tuesdays return it on Fridays I, you know I love that routine it's just part of my routine and laundry was one of those things that I have never been very good at it's just one of those things that I just have never done well
0: Right. And if you were to ask anybody in my household growing up about laundry, they'd be like, I don't know. It just appears clean because (laughs) they forget there's someone behind the scenes
1: doing it. I know. Well, and that is one of the things circling back around that I would have done differently with my kids. I was one of those people that I couldn't stand to have anyone else do the laundry because I had my system. And if anyone came in and did messed up my system. It just gave me anxiety. So I never really taught my kids how to do their own laundry. And I was that person that, yeah, their clothes just magically appeared clean in their closets because I was the only one that did it. And that was really a mistake. <laughs> my son, Greg, pointed that out to me because his wife's mom taught him how to iron a shirt, taught him how to fold clothes, you know, taught him how to do laundry so i failed miserably in that department with my children i know hindsight's
0: 20 and if i could go back i probably should have been a little better on the chore charts and things like that too so i know where you're coming from there yeah well i love the routine suzanne of talking to you but i think we've probably talked this episode (laughs) out and we're probably
1: over time (laughs) we're not over time but i do have to say we did exhaust this entire packing unpacking and laundry conversation i don't think we ever we missed any aspect of it
0: i would agree with that but it was very helpful and gave me a lot to think about as i get ready to go to vegas next week Woohoo! Woohoo! i know i can't wait so i guess with all that shared i'm just gonna say cheers everyone cheers